It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This month's sponsor of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent, integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Terminating a third party. At some point, you will be required to terminate a third party, and there will be multiple legal, compliance, and business issues to navigate through. If you are stuck doing it in the middle of an FCPA or UK Bribery Act investigation, there may well be some tension to do so and do so quickly. If you have not thought through this issue and created a process to follow before a crisis occurs, you may be well in for a very tough road. Yet the 2020 update specifically asked a question in a section entitled Real Actions and Consequences when it posed the query. Has a similar third party been suspended, terminated, or audited as a result of compliance issues? The key theme in terminating a third party is planning. The Office of Comptroller of the Currency said contingency plans to ensure that a bank can transition the activities to another third party, bring the activities in-house, or disclose the activities when the contract expires. The terms of the contract have been satisfied or in response to contract default, or in response to changes to the bank or third party's business strategy. The bottom line is you have to avoid pain uh, in terminating a third party relationship by planning for it. You should have an exit strategy, a transition plan, a prenup, or whatever the title, it's best to begin the planning for the end which, in the case of business at least, will eventually come. Whether due to contract completion or material breach, turning over responsibility to another party, or abandoning the contract activity altogether, contract termination is an inevitable phase in the third-party relationship life cycle. Planning for the end is important because the more long-term and layered the relationship, the more difficult it will be to disentangle. The deeper the third party is embedded in and uses the confidential information of the company, its customers, the greater the risk presented by failing to design a smooth transition process. In order to, it should originate with clearly specified contract termination rights, but that's only the starting point. To work out a smooth transition, a plan must have internal change management processes and policies, designated transition team members, contingencies, and adequate resources and time allocated. Your corporate values must be protected by clearly designing the disposition of shared intellectual property and infrastructure assets. Next, you need to think through your transition plan by ensuring rights to hire or continue use of key contractor employees who may be servicing your account, arranging to bring in new contractors 
or internal managers up to speed, filling out regulatory or other required notifications. Finally, bear in mind that your reputation must be protected during this transition process by controlling and planning for the issuance of public statements and social media postings by terminating contractors or their employees. The best laid transition plans may be for naught. You will need to consider the business risk around terminating a third party, particularly on the sales side of your business. This means sitting down with a customer or a group of customers to explain the reason behind your termination. Obviously, if the business team has not fully developed a relationship with the end-using customers, this can be a difficult and indeed problematic conversation. Unless you are exiting a business sector or territory, you will need to replace the third party. This means going through the entire five-step process of selecting a third party with potential replacements. Such planning needs to be built into your termination strategy if the reason for the termination is a contract violation or worse, an FCPA violation, there may well be other notifications which are required both internally and externally to government regulators. You have also been under some type of, you may also be under some type of contractual non-disclosure language. So consultation with your legal counsel, once again, both in-house and outside counsel may be required. Finally, never forget the reputational damage by releasing such information or conversely not disclosing it. Both sets of reasons may hurt your business reputation. In addition to these steps, there's the area of data, data privacy, and data accessibility to consider. If the third party had to access your network and systems, that such access must be revoked. If the terminated third party has physical data, you must plan for the return of your data to you in a format that is acceptable to you and secure. If your data is confidential, you may want to require that it be returned in an encrypted format and via an encrypted channel. You should lay out a time frame for the return of any data. Alternatively, you can specify that the data can be destroyed. If this is the route you take with your third party, it should be performed in a way which is secure so that the data cannot be reconstructed later by surreptitiously created backups or duplicate data. You should mandate the third party provide a certificate of destruction that confirms the methods used for the destruction of your data. Information that must be retained should maintain the data protection requirements currently in place or stronger if applicable laws change during the time of the data retention. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, termination of third parties is an oft-neglected part of the third-party risk management process. Plan for it. Number two, make certain you have the contractual right to terminate third parties written into your compliance terms and conditions, because if you do not, it may be incredibly problematic and difficult to do so going forward. And finally, have a strategy in place before the crisis arrives. We've seen time and time again, slapdash strategies, plans put together in the height of a crisis never succeed, and they always fall down with the consequences of must, must, much worse actions going forward. So please have a plan in place before it all falls apart. If I could ask you to do so, would you pass on to at least one person this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base for 31 days to a more effective compliance program. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow where I take up another topic in innovation and compliance. Thanks again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.